Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast is sponsored by Little Petal. Little Petal is the most comfortable, subtly nerdy convertible dresses you can imagine. They're all made based on your measurements, and they all have pockets. The designs are based on your favorite characters, and they're subtle enough that they can be worn to work parties, but you can also wear them to a Comic-Con. They're super, super comfy, and if you're nervous about the wrap dress part, they have over 40 tutorials on their website, so you don't have to worry about that. You can use the code SARTORIAL for free shipping, so go check them out at littlepedal.net. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae, and I'm here with Ellie Hutchinson from Lorica Clothing. Hello, hello. Uh, you may have, you may recognize this name if you haven't just seen um, the cool stuff that Ellie makes from issue two of the magazine. You're one of our sponsors, and mm-hmm. we thank you so much for that. Yeah, no problem. Love what you guys do. Thank you. So I know... Like, I've seen the website, and I know what you make, but for everyone who hasn't seen it, give, like, a give a little overview of your company and what you, yeah, yeah, what you <laughs> offer, because it is super cool. Yeah, so I make modern apparel based on historical armors, which sounds like kind of a weird leap, but the more you study, like, armor history, the more you realize that it's been entwined with fashion this entire time. Like, in the 16th century, you see these weird, like, poofy armors that have these weird like little ripples in the metal and it's meant to um, kind of mimic the folds and cloth that were popular and in style at the time so it's just this really um, interesting connection yeah so I'm bringing it to 2019 it's also like my first thought because I'm not a serious cosplayer at all I'm like the casualist if I can even say that so like if you wanted a very, very comfortable version of some type of suit of armor-ish uh, outfit to wear, I feel like this is the perfect overlap for like a con or something like that, or like to add to um, other things. I, that was the first thing I thought of, other than oh, the fact totally. that they just look cool, so yeah. you just wear them in real life too, but... Because I have friends who do wear them as like part of their comfy cosplay. Like it's yeah. you know the third day of the con, and you're like, uh-huh. eh, I'm I'm over the corset. I just want to wear a pair of leggings, but will still look like I'm putting an effort. Um, they totally do it for that. And I've been to cons where I'm just like, I will wear a pair of leggings to look like I'm trying, sort of. And people yeah, will come totally. up to me and be like, I love your costume. It's great. And I'm like. I'm just dressed as myself, but thank you. (laughs) And it's not just leggings, right? You have like a range of different apparel. Yeah. So I do hoodies and dresses. And hopefully this year, one of the 2019 goals is to release maybe bodysuits or another cut of the dress. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that too, because I feel like a lot of companies don't do all of those things. So like, Mm -hmm. that's cool that you can sort of mix and match depending on what, I mean, if you have a specific look in mind that you're going for, you like have different options to get that, which is very cool. Totally. Cause there's so much cool stuff above and below, like the leg armor, the breastplates, all that stuff. So 
Um, how long have you been around for? Because I felt like when you sent the info about like wanting to be in the magazine, I was like, wait, how is there a nerdy clothing company <laughs> that I don't know about already? Um, yeah. so like how long, when did you guys get started? I guess two years. My math okay, is cool. really I feel a little better. <laughs> so we started with a Kickstarter and by we, I mean I, cause it's just me <laughs> and um, the manufacturers that I work with, but I launched the Kickstarter in February 2017, which feels like five years ago, but was just two years ago, I guess. Yeah, in in business time, that's like very recently. Yeah. That's awesome. It feels like a long time ago. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah. a lot has happened in the past few years. <laughs> so yeah, we started with the Kickstarter. It went better than I ever could have imagined. Amazing. Um, we got like 10 times our goal. And, um, since that's then, incredible, it's, yeah, Jeez, that's it's awesome. Been, it's been rocking and rolling ever since. Yeah. So it's just you like is, yeah, it's me. What? It's me in my basement. <laughs> me I and mean, my mom putting leggings and bags. <laughs> as I am currently sitting in my basement working alone, I feel <laughs> like we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Um, was it something that like, is this something you studied in school or like, how did you decide to combine Because you know a lot about armor in an impressive Mm way. I know about armor in an impressive way mostly because I'm a huge nerd and grew up playing like Dungeons and Dragons with my brother and, you know, the whole Game of Thrones, all that stuff, Lord of the Rings, love that stuff. Um, So all of that is just from reading. But in school, I studied graphic design and business. Um, so perfect. Yeah. And grew up like drawing dragons and Pokemon and all that stuff. So like, (laughs) that's where the artsiness bubbled up, I suppose. Um, so cool. Yeah. Most of it is (laughs) self-initiated. That's like, I feel like honestly, you're one of the first people I've talked to who, what they studied in school (laughs) actually (laughs) makes sense to what you're doing. That is like a very, very impressive use of (laughs) those uh those two things that's awesome yeah and then what so you are inspired by like versions of real armor and fantasy things Mm -hmm. and then what is your like what is the process like of an idea because I know like I follow you and Mm -hmm. I see you like going to museums and like checking Mm -hmm. things out like can you tell me like how I'm just very curious Mm -hmm. how you go from an idea to like the process of actually having something finished. Yeah, it's mostly a lot of research. So I do go through a lot of museums. I have a lot of books as well. Um, And a lot of my books are actually published by museums. Like I have How to Read European Arms and Armor by the Met and the Wallace Collection in London also has a great book that's like full of really juicy pictures. Um, So I guess I kind of cross-reference. And so if I have, I'm lucky enough to go to a museum in person, I'll like go to the exhibit and crawl around the armor like 360 degrees like a picture of it from every angle and it's funny because like when I'm like squeezing behind a case at the Met people look at me funny and then like follow me as though there is something to look (laughs) at there but it's just like no I'm just here to see like what the butt looks like don't mind me I just need every angle (laughs) yeah so then I take those reference photos and I go back to my computer and I kind of reconstruct the armor on screen. So I use like 
Illustrator, Photoshop, all those the usuals. So that's so cool. And then you don't have to give away any like trade secrets, mm-hmm. but is it like do you just upload the design to a company that like makes it for you and sends it back? Or like how what's your process of like actually getting everything? Yeah, so I partner with American factories, like so um I make the artwork and through a process called dye sublimation. I know you've talked to Jasmine Stone from Bombshell yeah, and she okay, does cool. all the same awesome stuff. But um, through dye sublimation, the digital artwork is printed onto the fabric. And so a lot of apparel manufacturers these days have that capability or they partner with kind of like outside print shops that do. So I have three factories that I'm currently working with, one in Portland, one in New Jersey, one in Baltimore. Um, and they each kind of like do a different kind of apparel. Um, so I'll send files to them and be like, Hey, I need X units of Y. Um, and then I get units. Yeah, it's great. There's a lot of companies now that are kind of catering to smaller brands because I feel like there's been a big I don't know, kind of resurgence of entrepreneurship in the fashion space, like a lot of boutique brands and direct to consumer brands, because people are looking for things that are more unique than they could get at a mall, like, you know, like Forever 21, H&M, No Shade Thrown, but like people want something that's a little more tailored to their specific taste and like bodies. So there's so many more boutique options these days. And I think manufacturing has risen to meet that demand. That's so cool. And then uh, something I noticed immediately too, which was also something that we like try to look for with like companies that we're uh, doing like sponsored things with or promoting, your photos are amazing and like not only beautiful, but also inclusive. And I think, I mean, that stood out to me as something that like we think is really important too. But I, I just looking at your website is very cool. Like yeah, how just how all of your photo shoots look. Plus you do super cool things. Like every, I've seen a lot of photos of people doing like wild yoga poses, which is oh, yeah. just very impressive. <laughs> anyway, it, it was actually, um, a bit happenstance because I'm a yoga teacher and I met my oh, now cool. like best friend through yoga teacher training. And she trained as a dancer, like her entire life and now has like all these dance connections. So I could just be like, Hey Mayor, can you recommend me a dancer? You know, <laughs> now we have it's a nice little stable of like cool. yeah, local people. And I also have a lot of friends who do like pole dancing. So a lot cool. of my models also come from like the local pole dancing studio and they're like, absolutely fabulous not only can they do crazy yoga poses but they like are totally ready for the camera so it's great this is so crazy talking like I don't know how we're not already best friends because we have so much overlap this is awesome I mean I think that's one of the things I first saw your brand and I was like first of all how have I never like seen this before right and second of all what can we do together because this yeah. is amazing um because this is the kind of thing I think about all the time. So like your business is just you, how, like what kinds of things, I guess you studied business. So you sort of know what you're doing a little bit from that, Mm -hmm. but like, is there other stuff as like a solopreneur, I guess is what people call people like us. Uh, what like, 
what is your, not like what's your day to day, but I guess kind of like, Mm -hmm. how does your, how does your business run? Because I'm curious, like what kinds of things do you do and how do you decide what you're doing? I guess. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, it's a personal question because I want to (laughs) know. In the beginning, that was super rough for me, also because so I feel like the main value I add to the business, even though I guess I am all the value because there is no one else, Uh (laughs) is like the art side. So in the beginning, I just wanted to be making new designs all the time. But that isn't always super business smart just because on a purely financial level, every time I release a new design, that's a new sample I have to get made. That's more hours Mm -hmm. in the photo studio I have to book. That's more models I have to pay. So like each new release is money. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. If I just keep releasing things all the time, not only is that expensive, but also it's like kind of fatiguing on the consumer. Like if there's a new thing every week or every month at a certain point, people are just like, yo, I I got that kind of cash. Like, can you slow down? You know what I mean? So I had to like shift my focus more to marketing. And I guess I'm also a little cheatering because my day job before this was advertising. Again, I know like, yeah, yeah, super like, yeah. Um, No, that's great though. That's very convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's weird because marketing and advertising are kind of different. Like advertising is creating content and then paying for it to be somewhere where people see it. Right. Not necessarily the same as marketing. So I had to kind of figure out like social media um, and the rhythm of that whole thing, because like when you're little, you can't spend like thousands of dollars on Facebook ads every month. Not to mention that that whole thing is super intimidating. There's a lot of well, ways to calibrate has, those. Yeah. Were you working at like an agency with like bigger clients? Yeah. So it was a local agency. It wasn't one of the like Ogilvy's or Deutsch and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, we had a lot of pretty big local clients and we did both broadcast radio print, but like broadcast radio print are not things that you can afford when you're a little guy. That makes (laughs) such a huge difference because the, yeah, the difference between like advertising for a corporation with a budget and like trying to get sales when you are a not corporation is like a totally different world. It's very different. Also, it's different when your audience is more niche. Like when I was working on bigger clients, it, I mean, it wasn't just kind of like spaghetti at the wall, but it was very much like our clients are everyone walking past this billboard. Absolutely. Whereas for businesses like ours, you really need to know where the people are. And like kind of the advantage of people like us also is because we're also geeks and we like are the person we hope will like our things, it is easier to talk to them rather than just kind of like, let me imagine that I have right, children. You don't have to get into and, the head of your audience because yeah, you are. Exactly. <laughs> let me imagine that I am a person with, you know, a huge amount of disposable income to spend on right. this living in X area with X family. Like, it's easier in that way. Yeah. Well, and it makes it more relatable too because you can be like, what do I like? seeing from brands that I buy from. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Then that will so work. It's actually funny because I'm like following so many brands on Facebook that I have no real intention from buying from, but it's purely just from like a marketing voyeurism. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> no, that is super valid. Everyone, everyone in business should do that. So mm-hmm. let's go strategy. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast is sponsored by Jordan Dene. Jordan Dene is your one-stop shop for fandom fashion. We've got everything you need to put together a casual cosplay outfit or add a little geekery to your home. Our designs are all inspired by our favorite characters in stories throughout history and pop culture. You can check us out at conventions all over the country at jordandene.com and all over the internet at NYC. What um what kinds of things cuz we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how you don't do a ton of conventions at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um is it mostly online? Like is that is that your main hangout for business right now? Yeah, so everything goes through the Shopify store. Um I do hope to do more conventions this year, but it's like it's also that kind of overhead cost of like I have to stay a little local right now because oh, I yeah. can't afford to like drive a bunch of inventory across the country yet totally Um, yeah so that's part of the challenge but the the store has been like really great i like having it's nice to have your own website rather than going through something like etsy or some other marketplace because you're able to curate the whole experience because i have a lot of people who are like oh are you on etsy the first time i tell them that i do like a little self-employed salesing thing on the 100%. side. percent yep. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I can control the whole experience and I don't know, that's super great, super important. No, uh, yeah, you can you can decide what it looks like and you can decide yeah. where you want people to go. Exactly. Really cool. And so it's been also part of the fun of creating the in-person version of Lorca is how I bring that same feeling I think it's on the website to like the real world because my whole concept was kind of like, I wanted to feel like a museum, like feel really clean and organized. Um, So bringing that to like the craziness of like a craft fair or a con will be a fun challenge. It will, something that will be very cool is when you do it, it will definitely stand out because there's not a lot like that, which is awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. You, that's just the challenge of figuring out how, and I uh, don't envy that part of it, but when you figure it out, that'll be super cool. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings are like, and Dungeons and Dragons. Do you, yes. do you feel like a lot of your nerdy interests overlap with the kinds of things that are in your designs, or are you like a nerd about everything and those are just some of the things? Um, I'm... Mostly a sci-fi fantasy kind of nerd. Um, I watch a lot of anime too, but like, (laughs) but um, yeah, there's a lot of overlap. Though I find myself becoming more and more judgy of fantasy and like video game designs the more that I study the historical artifacts because I'm like that would never work that sword is just too big (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) because I also do like um long sword fencing in real life so it's like the whole two-handed sword thing yeah plug for historical European martial arts um that's very cool (laughs) yeah but like our swords are three pounds and any more than that and you will not be able to swing that thing around or you'll be so slow it's impossible um or also my pet peeve in especially female armor design is boob plate are you familiar yeah. with the boob plate yes yeah yeah totally. <laughs> but just like the whole if when you have two little cups like that that are connected it actually 
forces all the impact of a blow to the center of the plate, which is right above your sternum, (laughs) and you don't want that. The last place you want all the pressure to go. So that's really funny, (laughs) but makes a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like that's one of, anytime you get super, super into something, that's one of the like fun downsides is that you can't just like watch something and be like oh yeah people would totally wear that like you start picking things apart can't unsee (laughs) yeah totally um what else is I gonna ask you about your business um uh, 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 what was I gonna ask you um Oh, so this is like perfect timing because this is close to the beginning of, uh, of the new year. What kinds of things are you hoping for, like for this year or for the future of, uh, your brand? Um, I would love to be able to pay myself (laughs) a Uh proper salary. (laughs) Or if not a salary, yeah, regular paychecks would be nice. And um, but I'm really excited to release more things. Like the more the website grows, the more it does start to feel like a real museum to me, and that's really exciting. Like um, I have some friends who you know you get together over the holidays and see the people you've never seen in a long time, and they're like, Ellie, I'm just like impressed that you still have things to make because I didn't think the armor well went that deep but like I haven't even touched eastern armors like Chinese Japanese I haven't even gone into like Greek and Roman so there's all these cultures and like places in time that I haven't even gotten around to yet and I'm just really excited to like dig in (laughs) that's so cool too and that's when you can tell that like only someone who really nerds out about this would know that. Cause same thing. I'm like, Oh, that's a lot of armor. That's gotta mm-hmm. be all of it. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know that there's a difference between all mm-hmm. of those things, which is very cool. So like we talked about what your process is like from how you design it and like going to museums and then literally designing it and then doing like the photo shoots. What's your favorite part of that? Cause that all kind of seems really fun. It all is kind of really fun. Um, I mean, I love traveling and going to the museums. Um, The artwork is fun, but after you're like copying and pasting the 500th little chainmail link, you're like, all right, this could be done now. Let's go to the next step. Um, So that's like definitely the most time consuming part, but also probably the most rewarding. But I think my favorite might be the photo shoots because... Another part of photographing like quote, quote, normal people besides models is that it's not a job for them. It's like a delight because these are people that don't get told on a daily basis that they are like the standard of conventional beauty. Right. And so to be in front of the lights and like totally working it and looking amazing is like a total treat for a lot of people. So I just love seeing the joy in their faces and seeing how good they look in the clothes and then putting it up on the website and being like all those hours copying chainmail are worth it so that's awesome too because then you can make it like a whole experience which I feel like is better for everyone when mm-hmm. it's not just like come to this job take these pictures leave mm-hmm. it's like this is such a fun day yeah. of like cool clothes hanging out with cool people I'm sure if like 
a lot of the models are also in like entertainment or dance. Like mm-hmm. that just sounds like a lot of fun mm-hmm. <laughs> to be there, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Do you, when, when you, do you like come up with the poses ahead of time? Because there are some like very, very cool shots or is it just sort of like do whatever you want um, and let everyone have fun? It is pretty much do whatever you want and let everyone have fun. I'm just really lucky that like everyone mostly knows how to work it. Though I do like having my friend Mare on set, who's my um, yoga dance friend, because she knows all the dance words. So I'll be like, oh, can you do that jumpy thing you kind of did earlier? And, And she'll like have the language for it. She'll be like, I don't know pirouette whatever they're called right like girl jeté whatever they're called so I don't know (laughs) so it's good to have her kind of like interpret and translate and also she's a very good um posing coach and be like oh I think this was working this was working that's something I have to work on as a photographer myself because I know that like your relationship with the model is kind of important too but because I'm jack of all trades, I'm not going to be too upset if I have to outsource a little bit of it. <laughs> I mean, I totally get that because I took all of my own photos when I first started. And mm-hmm. then I started working with a photographer who also knew how to pose people. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is what this is supposed to be right? like. This is so different and everything looks so much better. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense to me. That's very cool though, that you are taking your own photos. That's, I mean, it's so impressive to run a whole business by yourself. Like that's very draining, but it's really, really cool to be able to do every single step. And even when you like, even when, as you grow and like stop doing it all yourself, it's still, I feel like, I feel like it's really special when you can Mm -hmm. do every step of it. Um, I think that's, I just think that's awesome. And then you like know how it's supposed to go too. So you're not just like, eh, I'll start this company and then other people will do everything and we'll see what happens. It's like a part of you, which is very cool. And I'm totally of the mind that like it's 2019. Like if you want to know how to do something, Google can probably teach you. Like it will take a lot of work and a lot of time, but nothing is too inaccessible now like there's tutorials everywhere there's so many people who are like super generous with their talent and their knowledge and willing to teach you so I try when I can to do stuff by myself um at least in this stage where I have the time and energy so yeah yeah like from what I've experienced and also heard like when you do want to start expanding you knowing how to do everything helps you like explain to other people or Mm -hmm. get what you like, you know what you're looking for, which Mm -hmm. I feel like is awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite piece or a favorite style? My favorite pair of leggings is still the Henry the eighth leggings because so I released three designs at first, the Augsburg, which is based on German Gothic armor, though now that I look at it more closely, now that I know more about armor than when I started, I feel like it's not actually German Gothic. It might be more like Italian. But anyway, <laughs> nitpicking well, myself can here. me because yeah, I do not know. <laughs> um, but 
there's that, and then there's the Scudamore, which is um, the armor of a certain English nobility in the 16th century, and then Henry VIII's armor, which is one of his armors when he was later in his life. It kind of had like the Cookie Monster tummy um, or the Gout tummy. That's the sadder, <laughs> <laughs> the sadder kind of tummy. Um, but it's just like it immediately enchanted me when I saw it at the Met because it has all these like beautiful filigree and it's black and gold which are like my colors so yeah. i was totally into it and it was the third design of the three that i made so i took everything that i learned from the first two and was able to make it like better than either i think so it's still my favorite because it was kind of like that breakthrough point of like i did it yeah <laughs> i saw the thing and then i made the thing it's also really impressive or maybe not just like very nice as a shopper that everything is really flattering. Like the way all of the lines cut. Cause sometimes I wear a lot of leggings and the pattern really makes the difference about mm-hmm. like how I look in them. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's like partially related to armor and the way the lines move. And I'm sure also related to like how you design them, but like they look really good on people, mm-hmm. which is, you know what you want so <laughs> yeah, awesome. I was a little like surprised myself when we did our first photo shoot and I saw the results and was like damn girl that that kind of yeah. worked like yeah <laughs> yeah it's all the things you want like all all of the like angles and lines you know in different directions that are as a leggings wearer <laughs> like mm-hmm. very important which is mm-hmm. just awesome where do you hang out the most online? Like, I mean, you have the website, but um, if people want to like follow your story and see the fun behind the scenes stuff, where uh, where should people follow you? Yeah, so we're on the Book of Face at Lorica Clothing. We're on Instagram at Lorica Clothing. We're very sort of that. on Twitter <laughs> at Lorica Clothing. <laughs> but oh. like, my issue as a social media person is like how do I post different things on all of these three channels? Like, I don't have that much to say, but I don't like, I want to make sure that someone gets something different each place that they look. So that's not just like, see the same thing, blast it in three places. Right. So. <laughs> well, that's very, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the eternal challenge. So I mm-hmm. completely understand that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the website is just lauricaclothing.com. Yes, which is. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone, please go check this out. It is so great. And there are options like there are different price points and stuff too that you can shop, which is always great. Um, and thank you so much for chatting with us. This has been great. And I love meeting a fellow geeky entrepreneur um, in the fashion world. I like, it's one of my, one of my like, personal missions to meet every single person doing this so <laughs> yeah it's great to talk to you too lovely. as someone who's doing it getting at it yeah i uh we should we should do something together sometime that's all yeah. i've been thinking about this whole episode is how great our stuff would look together so yeah dc and nyc are not that far so something's it. gotta happen that's so awesome thank you again ellie so so much no problem great to chat with you And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, If you like this episode and want to hear more like this, you can subscribe 
anywhere, iTunes, um, and anywhere that podcasts are around. You can also check out our Patreon if you want to support us and help us keep talking to more cool people. And if you want to help us out uh, for free, you can leave us a rating or a review anywhere. Uh, We would love you forever for that. So thank you so much, everyone. Have a great week and stay nerdy. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.